This is the Veritable Veteran Podcast, bringing truth and exposure to the struggles veterans and their families face post-military. What are you doing? This is my show. Um, not today. It's not. It's our show. Great. Hey everyone, I'm Evan. And I'm Lydia. You are listening to That Veteran and His Wife. Every week I interrupt my husband's podcast and we do a special episode together where we discuss the unique challenges veterans and their spouses encounter. Suit up. It might get weird. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, this week has been interesting and long. I'm dealing with a... He's, he's alive. Just dealing with a pretty nasty bout of COVID. Um, I've been sick for over a week now. I'm still fighting to kind of even just be up on my feet and about. So I don't know what's going on, but it sucks. That's why I didn't record an episode last Thursday. That's why I wasn't in the episode with Lydia last Tuesday. Anyway, I'm just tired of being sick and tired of being tired. And anyway, we're here. Um, and, you know, we don't have a necessarily a whole planned out episode to talk about. But, well, I mean, today's kind of your first day that you've actually been able like to be coherent. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, no, we're, and, and we're pretty sure like he didn't like just get COVID. We're pretty sure he like got it twice, like back to back. So yeah, that was, that was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thankfully he's finally, you know, out of bed, which is improvement. Yeah. For now. <laughs> uh, but anyway. No, we were talking about just kind of in a conversation earlier today about EASing and um, just how the military prepares you to have like a backup plan and to expect the unexpected, you know, as a military family and, you know, as a, as a veteran, as a military member, you're always told you just never know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. So just be prepared to do anything at any time because you just don't know. And, and, and that's not to say that, that they they prepare you adequately for civilian life. We're more or less talking about, like, how military life, if you look at, you know, what you have to, what you have to do in the military life, how that can actually prepare you, right. in a sense, yeah. for for civilian life and, and, and the transitioning, um, but I mean, we're not saying that the military adequately prepares you for the transition. No, we've already like made it clear that like they don't, (laughs) um, we're more or less talking about leaning on what you've had to do before and what you've been trained to do before. And that's what I was trying to say, but my wife interrupted me, so I'll let her. I I was just clarifying. Clarifying my point as I'm making my point. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so Y'all, he's anyway, crotchety right now. Yeah. Um, he's sick. 
No, just like the. No, she's right. It's it's. I'm not talking about the military preparing you to get out. I'm saying we just we get taught to always be prepared for the unexpected, and to just kind of go with it. But then, you know, when we get out, we you know, and things don't go as we thought they would. They don't go as expected. Then, or maybe they do go as expected, but then we get hit with something that we had no idea was even going to be there. Um, and we, we just kind of automatically forget what we learned in the military, I guess maybe because we data dump everything once we leave. Cause we're like, I'm out of the military. I'm done now. Like I'm out of here. And we just kind of drop everything and run. And then when we get into a, you know, as they say, a, a soup sandwich, you know, out in the civilian world. Uh, it's called something else, but I'm not going to say that on here. <laughs> soup sandwich, I like your I, li- I like soup oh, sandwich. Soup, soup, soup sandwich. Soup is yeah. my personal favorite because the other one's good, but soup, when you really think about a soup sandwich, when you stop and think about it, you're like, yeah, that is a really good analogy of something going really wrong. So when you're in that, we, we kind of just, we, I don't know, like we, it's like you just forget everything you got taught while you were in the military about how to like adapt and you know, improvise. And I understand that one of the problems that with that is you're out of that, um, that environment, yeah. you're out of that support group. You're out of the people that have the same mindset and you're forced to kind of deal with it on your own. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, when we were talking about it, I was like, you know, we think about how often we spouses are expected to just go with the flow. Um, you know, be, expect the unexpected, expect, you know, crazy things to happen in the schedule, you know, never, like never really truly plan because, (laughs) you know, um, it's like if your husband says, or your spouse says they're going to be home, you know, by five o'clock, you can expect them to probably be home around eight, you know, (laughs) like that was like, you know, that was life in the military. And, um, but you know, you get out and then all of a sudden you get hit with something and you're like, oh no, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I've never experienced I've this never before. I've never experienced unexpected stuff before. <laughs> uh, and, and, and we're, and we're not being sarcastic in a, in a sense of saying we did it perfectly or whatever. No, no. <laughs> That's part of the problem is we, we didn't, but looking back, it's like, I mean, I guess we, we probably should have just stopped and said, well, what would we have done had we been in the military? Yeah. You know, we, we would have figured it out. We would have figured and, it out. And we did, but it was just kind of that little uh, that little period of time where it was just, we were in like panic mode. Yeah, like start and panicking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so we're always, I'm, I'm trying to collect my thoughts here. I'm, my head's still foggy. But it's like Lydia was saying earlier, we're in survival mode in the military for a long time. I mean, we don't really realize that we are until we get out. And you're like, oh, man, life just went from a thousand miles an hour one direction to not so fast, usually in the other direction. And I wasn't didn't realize how fast I was going until I stepped off that train and realized, wow, (laughs) I was going really fast. And, and I, we get out and then we, we kind of, 
we shed that, um, I don't know how to describe what word I'm looking for. We, we shed that, um, survival shell kind of like we just, we leave it cause we don't need it anymore. We don't think we need it. And then we're kind of in the honeymoon phase of, you know, getting out or excited, you know, new, new things in life, uh, new adventures to go on, which I mean, it's all true. It is, it's a new state, a new phase of life. It's exciting. Um, but when we need that shell of survival and we need that kind of tough exoskeleton that we had in the military, all of a sudden we realized we took that off and we left it with everything else. And then we got to go back and we got to try to find it. And we don't want to put it back on necessarily, especially, you know, like I know Lydia was saying, you know, especially spouses, like they don't want to have to put it back on again. Well, and I was, you know, and I was saying, you know, you, you hit this point of like survival fatigue where, you know, you're just like, no, I, I had to live in that for so long and, you know, just always a, a constant life of, well, we're just going to have to figure it out. We're just going to have to figure it out. And so you just get bogged down with like survival fatigue essentially. And so when you get out, you're just like, nope, not doing that anymore. We're done. Like civilian world is going to be so much better because there's less having to figure it out. And then, <laughs> and then you realize, no, there's oh, a lot of crap. Yeah. There's a whole lot of sometimes, figuring it out. sometimes, sometimes more, more because, yeah. you know, and people, they take for granted the structure that that's in the military. It's a subculture of its own. And once you get into it, you don't realize how much you rely on it until you get out of it. And then you're like, oh, man, it's like I used an example in one of my posts. I was talking about the military is like a dysfunctional family. <laughs> like you want to leave, you know, you're like growing up in this dysfunctional family, right? You're like, you see all the issues on the inside of the family. You see your crazy uncle Ted, you see your, your psycho aunt Jane and you just, you know, and like you've got all your brothers and sisters and you see all your, just all the garbage and everything, all their dirty laundry and all that. And you're like, I cannot wait to get out of here. Your time comes and you take off like a bat out of hell with your DD-214 in hand, and you're like, I am out. See you later. Never coming back. Like, if I see you, it'll be too soon. You know, ever see you again, it'll be too soon. And you're just <laughs> gone, right? And then, you know, you're like, yeah, I finally got away. And then something happens, and you're like, huh. You know, before I would have just gone to whoever in my dysfunctional family because I knew that I could rely on them. Regardless yeah. of the fact that it was dysfunctional, I knew I had people that I could rely on and I adapted to that environment so for so long that I was able to survive and sometimes thrive there. And and I'm not saying that the military is like a, a terrible place to be. It's it, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's just it's different and you adapt to it and there are parts of it that are dysfunctional, there are parts of it that are bad. But what I'm saying is when you get out you don't realize how much you relied on that structure and that stability until you are looking back at it. And you're like, wow, I really miss that and did not realize how big of an impact it had in my everyday life. You know, well, it's like, you know, it just made me think of um, <clears throat> a, a kid leaving, 
you know, 18 year old kid leaving home for the first time. And they're like, yes, I'm going to leave and I'm not going to have anybody telling me what to do. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, I'm free as a bird and, and I get to make my own decisions. And then they get, get out and they're just like, and, and, and like, I'll, I'll see all these like videos on Instagram and stuff and, and, um, and just kind of joking about how it's like, you're two weeks into flying free and you're calling him and you're like, mom, mm-hmm. like, how do I run the the washing machine again yeah. how do i how do i like do this and that and um how do i pay my taxes how do i pay my taxes <laughs> I, like how do i write a check like and um and it's like kind of the same thing in the military where it's like you're so used to the military like telling you what to do and like where to go and and that's the one thing that you're like so excited about escaping but then when you get out and you're in the civilian world and you're like, holy crap, like, I have a buttload of decisions that I now have to make. It's like, so my perspective, I joined the Marine Corps when I was 18, straight out of high school. I graduated high school in like early June, left for boot camp in August. So I had like two months, two and a half months of time at home in between school and boot camp. So I never had my own insurance. I never had my own doctor. I never had my own dentist. I never had my own life insurance. I never had my own really anything. I didn't have like a a rent payment. I didn't have a, a credit card. I didn't nothing. So I get to boot camp. And they set up a bank account and they're like, here's this, you know, here's all that for you. Sign these papers, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you need to go to the doctor. The doctor's over here. The dentist is over there. Uh, chow hall's over there. Gym's over there. Barracks is over here. Uh, and I mean, this isn't, you know, it's all kind of in boot camp. It all happens. Like, but then when you leave and go to your unit, it's the same way. They're like, here's the doctor. Here's the dentist. Here's the chow hall. Here's the, the PX where you go to buy stuff. If you need anything, just go there. Um, you know, here's the housing you have, whatever it is, whether it's the barracks or an on-base house or an off-base house or whatever it is, they give all this stuff to you. And I was, you know, 18, then I was you know, 19, then 20, 21, and all the way up until I was 29, going on 30, I didn't really have to think about that stuff. It's not that I'm dumb or somebody that hasn't done those things is, is dumb or ignorant. They just haven't had to do that. It's like somebody, and I'm going to be kind of, I'm going to put myself out there a little bit here. I don't know how to drive a stick. I've never driven a standard vehicle ever because I've never had one to drive. My dad didn't have one. I never had a grandfather who had one. None of my friends ever had one. I've never had the opportunity to drive a stick shift. Same. So (laughs) it's, it's not like, and do I, I wish I knew how, but is it something I'm going to go out and like hunt someone down and be like, teach me how to drive a stick right now or else I'll never be a man. No, but <laughs> I've just never had the opportunity. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like, I'm not, I wasn't ignorant and dumb to these things. I just hadn't done them. So when I got out, it was like, oh, okay, I got to go get, okay. Another thing, my driver's license. I never had to get my driver's license renewed. Yep. I had a Pennsylvania driver's license. I lived in North Carolina and California and 
never once had to get it renewed or anything. Well, and we never had to get our registration renewed because it was... It was on base. It was... Well, and, um, and because we were from... Because we were from Pennsylvania, it was because um, it, it depends on the state. Mm-hmm. And so so the Pennsylvania state law was like if you're from Pennsylvania, like your residency is still listed as in Pennsylvania. Um, and you don't, have your, to, you don't have to update anything your, because they, they yeah. automatically do it as long as you're in the military. Exactly. So we didn't have to worry about that. Like we didn't so have to, I mean, there's just so many things that it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of spoon fed to you Yeah. and which is good. It makes it easy. It takes a lot of the stress away from having to figure these things out. And I can focus on being mission ready and, you know, being there for my, you know, my unit or I, you know, for my family whenever I can be and all this other thing. But it's a lot of this stuff that I think a lot of people on the outside don't understand, especially if someone goes into the military when they're 18 and they jump into it head first. And I'm, I do not regret going into the military one bit. And I would, I do not want to discourage anybody from doing it because I say, well, it's hard getting out. Every, anything's hard. It was hard going in and, but I loved it and I had a great time and I had a great experience. And there's things that I experienced that, you know, made me who I am good and bad. What I'm saying is, it's difficult, so just be ready for it. But to understand that, you have to understand how these things are kind of like spoon-fed out. Like getting life insurance. In the military, you don't pay for life insurance. Yeah. You have the SGLI, which is a $500,000 life insurance policy that you don't pay a dime for. You don't pay for health insurance. I, let me take that back. You do. You just don't really know it yeah. <laughs> because it's like taken out before you ever see any of it. And it's always like that from, from but boot the, camp all the, the way on. The decision, again, is made for you. You don't like, have a choice. You don't have a choice. <laughs> you have to do it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, your <clears throat> housing, they take money out for housing. Uh, but again, it's just different. You don't see it. You never know what's coming out. So when you get out and all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I need to look at life insurance. Okay. I need to look at accidental death and dismemberment insurance because that's something that I didn't even think about like what happens if I get into a a car wreck and I get my legs ripped off there's an insurance for that oh apparently there is like there's all these things that I didn't know because in the military it's all it's all taken care of it's all done not for you but it basically is and when you get out all of a sudden it it just kind of it just hits you and you're like wait I have to do all that too and I got to find a doctor and I got to find a dentist and yeah. I got to make sure I'm on a good insurance plan. And I got to make sure that I don't get screwed over by some crazy landlord that's making me sign into some contract that, you know, to be honest, I've never signed a contract outside. I've never signed a contract for a house because I've always lived in military housing. I've always lived in the barracks. I never signed a rental agreement until well, when we got 20, married. 20, well, no, okay, we no, had when a couple. we got married, yeah, we, we had a we had, we had, no, we had one apartment. Yep, we had an apartment. We had, we had an apartment for a year, and then exactly a year. Yep. And, um, and then we had but the then, house. But and... then we bought our house yep. in North Carolina, and then we we had our kind of screw-over experience. In California. <laughs> in California. Yeah. We did rent a house out there. But, um, but we just had very limited experience. And, you know, and even then it was just like, you know, you're not, not really aware of your, like, um, of the laws and, and your rights and stuff yeah. as a rental renter. And because you haven't 
had to deal with it. Yeah. And that, you know, again, it's not that we were dumb or young or naive. We were some of those things sometimes, a lot of the time. But consider when you go to get out and all of a sudden you've got all these logistical problems of I need to get a job. Uh, I need to get insurance, uh, health insurance, life insurance, dental insurance, eye insurance, car insurance. You know, I mean, you may, you probably already have car insurance, things like that. You are, probably already have a bank because all banking is usually done online. You may have to switch banks, but there's logistics that go into that as well. But then you have... And you don't have a housing allowance that yeah, you're getting you don't anymore. Have, so you're, yeah. so you have to come up with the funds, you know, for, for your housing and, yep. you know, and, and there's just, oh man. Well, and then, you know, and then making up a will, like the military does that for you too. Like yeah. they, yeah. and, and, and then that will becomes null and void once you get out. And so then you have to seek out an attorney and get an, a will put together and, and all of that stuff. I mean, there's just, there's... so then you take all the logistical problems and then you add in all the mental and emotional problems yeah. of, man, I really miss my friends. Man, I really miss the structure. Man, I really miss being on base. Man, I really miss X, Y, and Z. Man, I, man. And you just start realizing how much you miss and how much you took for granted, honestly. And again, this isn't to discourage anybody from joining the military. This is just helping people prepare for this because if you can see it coming then you can deal with it. Just know that you're going to, it's like, again, like if you know you're going to get punched in the face, okay, all right, well, this is going to hurt, but at least I know it's coming, right? And you can kind of brace yourself and you just, you know, grit your teeth, whatever, and you just get smacked in the face. Okay, ow, that hurt, but man, yeah, okay, I'm good now. But like, if you have absolutely no idea it's coming and someone just walks up and socks you right in the face, like one, it's going to shock the crap out of you. Two, that's going to hurt a lot worse. If it doesn't completely just knock you out, depending on who's hitting you. But having that, just that little bit of foreknowledge, like, hey, I'm about to punch you in the face. Oh, okay. Whack. You know, it's like, even just that little bit is enough to just give you that little bit of a heads up where you can prepare mentally. That's all we're trying to do is just let people know it's not the end of the world. It's not the hardest thing you'll ever do. It's not like it's going to be hell on earth, you know, forever. It's just letting you know that we went through it without this heads up and we're trying to help you understand that you don't have to go through it without the heads up listen to what we did and try to not screw it up like we did and well and you know and be, then be better <laughs> yeah well and then also what we're saying is you know <clears throat> um you know all of these things are like unexpected i guess you could say like and, and not necessarily unexpected again it's just things you just don't you you again take for granted don't realize decisions that you know you're gonna have to make now and and they're decisions that you initially are like super excited about making because you're like yeah my life is no longer gonna be ruled by the military (laughs) and then you're like wow they actually did a whole lot for me and now I'm like going oh crap and and what we're saying is you know okay when you hit those oh crap moments and you're going you're going I'm facing an unexpected well how would you deal with how would you handle that during military because you got faced with unexpected all the time in the military. I mean, for Pete's sake, my, my brother is in the army and he's on a, um, he's in a unit that is like, uh, I don't know what, what do you call those like fast relief units where they, 
uh, it's it's a unit that they they can get called up at any time. That's a quick reaction or a quick force. reaction force. Yeah. And and he he's been on one of those units for years now. And 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 I am not kidding. Like he will get a phone call that says, you know, be ready, we're leaving in an hour. Like. And, and then they're gone. Like his latest deployment that he's gone on right now, like that, that happened. And they, they now granted, I think they had like a day. Yeah. Um, to they had prepare. a little bit, but it, it's not a lot, you know? And, um, and so it's like, you know, you've got people who deal with things like that all the time or people who are in MARSOC, they're constantly like, yeah. you know, uh, the, the special forces, they're, they're constantly having to deal with just, you know, up and leaving, you know, dealing with the unexpected and as the spouse, you know, you, you know, okay, like I just, I roll with it and, and we, we figure it out. And then, but when we get out and we're all of a sudden, it's like, oh no, I have all these unexpected. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Things were supposed to be easy. It was supposed to be It easy. wasn't supposed to happen like this. <laughs> and that, I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of just, you know, what we were talking about and how it, it's odd that we, for some reason, think that it's going to get easier once we get out. Yeah. And it's like we tell our kids when they're growing up, they're like, I can't wait to leave. It's going to be so much better when I'm on my own and I have my own house. And I'm like, <laughs> life is going to punch you so hard right in the mouth and I'm going to laugh. <laughs> I know. It's, you know, it's like our, our kids whenever, especially our boys, it's like whenever <sighs> they get upset at us because, you know, they're getting grounded for something or disciplined for or something. Or they're having to or, clean their oh, room. Oh, they're having or... to clean their room. Heaven forbid. That's the biggest one. When they're having to clean their room and they're like, I can't. Can't wait to have my own house and not have to clean ever and, and I, have no rules. And have no rules. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. And, and and I always like and I I'm always like okay so how are you gonna pay for this house? Just wondering, just wondering. Well, I'll get a job. Okay. Um. Well, how much is this house gonna cost? Because you want to make sure. And they hate when I do that. But it's like, it's like I we constantly feel like we have to remind them like, hey. The grass is not always greener on the other side. Yeah. No, and that's like... 100%, you know, because there's so many people that are like, oh, I'm just going to get out and everything's going to be great. It's like, okay, well, maybe, but have you actually thought through any of this? Like we've said, you know, having a plan, like not just, a, oh, I'm going to go home and work for my dad. Okay, where are you going to live? You going to live back at home? You've been on your own for four years-ish. Trust you're me, just gonna. Not easy. You're just gonna go live back at home with your parents. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, what do you, I mean? So you're gonna? Are you gonna pay rent to your parents? Are you gonna buy your own groceries? Are you gonna? It, there's all these things that people don't think about. Anyway, I don't want to get into all that right now. It's just there's there's always gonna be unexpecteds, and we're trained to deal with that in the military. So when we leave, we shouldn't be as shocked as we are when unexpected's come up and we shouldn't be ill-equipped to deal with it. I mean, yes, we're removed from that environment. We're removed from that support group, which is a big factor in the struggle of dealing with it. But we have all these tools in our minds that it's been ingrained in your head for years that you have to figure out a way. Yeah. You, failing is not an option. Like you cannot fail. Like you, you can't. It's just not, it's physically not an option. So when the time comes, it's like, okay, well, we got to figure it out because, you know, the, the mission is different 
once you're out because now the mission is you. The mission is your family. The mission is your, I mean, I don't want to say like survival, but I mean, really it is because it's like you got to find a place to live, find a place to work, you know, and all this stuff. And again, it's not to say that, you know, oh, pity poor veterans as they get out. It's so hard for them and they're just going to struggle and let's all cry for them. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, and again, I keep harping on this because I know there's so many people out there that are like, oh, you're just making veterans out to be victims. No, I'm not. I'm simply saying it can be very difficult, especially if you don't know what can happen in your mind because you're not prepared for it because you're like, oh, I'm going to get out and everything's going to be rosy and everything's going to be great because now I'm free. I did my time. Now I can go to school for free and, you know, everything's going to be great. Okay. I hope so. I really do. I really do that. I hope that it works out. But when it, if it doesn't, when it doesn't, just remember that like there's people that have been there and we're trying to explain to you what happened to us, what happened to me, what happened to Lydia. And then that way you don't have to go through it thinking, go through it alone and thinking you're the only one because you're not, I promise. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I know this is, we, we knew this was going to be a shorter episode. Um, but you know, we're basically saying like, you've done it before. And you can do it again. Like you have faced unexpected before you have faced hard times before in the military. What did you do then to get through it? Now, some of you might've, you know, not handled it well in the military. I don't know. (laughs) Um, you know, but it's like, you're here now you're facing an unexpected, you're facing a hardship. What would you have done before to get you through it? And, and recognize the fact that you are older, you are more mature, you are wiser, and you're not just floundering. You do have the tools. You do have the ability. You can, um, like I was telling Evan, I was like, for, for us women, put on our big girl panties and <laughs> just, you know, think through, think through it and get through it and it's going to be okay. That's what we just want to, you know, kind of impart to you guys is, you know, you can get through it. Um, it just, sometimes it takes, it takes a lot of intentional effort. Um, and hopefully this kind of just helps you see and maybe help some people that weren't in the military or, you know, someone in your life that wasn't in the military can kind of understand, oh, well, that's why it was so difficult because not because he's dumb or irresponsible it's because he never had to do any of those things until he got out okay you know you you spend 11 years in an organization you kind of become indoctrinated and you become (laughs) it's like your brain is shifted to work uh in a way that benefits you and the organization and when you get out it's like uh nothing is the same now what do I do anyway, but that's another topic for another podcast episode, but I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I know I'm sorry that it's a little bit shorter, but I'm going to go lay down because my head's hurting and Lydia is going to go do whatever Lydia does in the middle of the night. She's like, you know, the, the Keebler elves that make cookies at night in the tree. I'm pretty sure she just crawls into her tree and makes cookies all night and then <laughs> Because that's my business. I know. I make cookies. I have a cookie business. 
It's called Off the Lid Cookies and Company, by the way. This episode brought to you by <laughs> Off the Lid Cookies Company. And I do ship, so, yeah. you know. And by the way, Lid is spelled L-Y-D. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally, sh- totally just throwing a shameless plug for my business in there. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook and, <laughs> and offthelidcookies.com. So, you know, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you want some delicious homemade cookies. And I make like the big, I, I make decorated cookies, but I also make these like big jumbo, like awesome, awesome. Half pound. Mammoth. Mammoth cookies. cookies. That, <laughs> there's a lot of cookie. It's a lot of cookie, but they're yummy. Better come prepared. <laughs> cookies are no joke. <laughs> Go from military to cookies. Yeah, it's but, you fine. Know, it's okay. I don't care. At least it's not crayons. It's my podcast. I do what I want. <laughs> Did you say crayons? <laughs> Would you like some crayon cookies? Do you have, wait. I can make some crayon cookies for you. <laughs> Threaten me with a good time. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. I hope you guys have a good week. If you have anything that you want to ask us or topics you want to cover, just send you know, shoot us a, a message on Instagram, uh, that veteran and his wife, or you can uh, look me up, the veritable veteran. Uh, you can send an email to the veritable veteran at gmail.com. And just if there's something you want to hear or just a question you have for us, or if you just want to get to know us a little bit better, just shoot us a message or an email and we'll get to it. And then we'll, uh, we'll try as of right now, we're not receiving like a whole ton of incoming messages. So if you send something, it's likely, you know, you'll, you'll hear, <laughs> you'll yeah, hear an you'll answer on the podcast because <laughs> yeah. you're going to be the one that we're responding to. <laughs> but all right, we'll talk to you guys later. Love you guys. Hey everyone, we hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to hear more content like this, don't forget to subscribe. And please leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Love you guys.